We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. Zach Kelberman. Zach I want to get to, I kind of titled this episode around kind of catching everybody up to some of the roster moves that have taken place during our little mini buy here. But before we get to all that, I actually want to get your take on what Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson had to say today with their press conference as per tradition, right? This is when it happens. Broncos about to take to the road to take on the Chargers Monday night football. What were your takeaways from today's press availability? First of all, you'll have to excuse me. I have the Bears uh, Commanders game on my second screen over here. And what are those Chicago uniforms? I thought it was the Tennessee Volunteers for a second. Those are god awful. They need to burn those. But in terms of what Russ and Hackett said today, you know, I'm kind of no longer interested in the same cliche talk. We'll be better. We have to be better. The same, I don't know, the talking points that PR obviously gives the Broncos coaches and players. I don't want to hear any more talk. You know, don't tell me on Thursday or Wednesday. Show me on Sunday or Monday when the game may be. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Actions, not words. Whatever you want to use, that's how I feel about the situation. Obviously, Russ's shoulder is responding to the PRP injections. He was limited in practice today. He has an extra day with the Broncos playing Monday. But what else are they going to say? You know, we're playing like crap right now. Russ isn't who we thought he was. I can't coach for crap. I mean, it's the same thing every day. So I want to see if they'll improve when they go up against the Chargers because everything said until that point, in my opinion, Chad, is immaterial. I am not – I've been alarmed, Zach, just like everybody. I've been alarmed by what I've seen from Russell Wilson's regression. Um, but I have been very reluctant to go running for the cliff of he's washed. And I want to get more into that. Thomas Hall had a nice kind of stati- – it's not proof. It's not – uh you know, a perfect case study to to say definitively that Russell Wilson is not washed. But Thomas Hall had a really nice piece that kind of gives you some historical context of the answer to that question. Chris, real quick, we'll get we'll we'll get back into that. But Chris, appreciate that super chat, big dog. He says, How do we respond 
in this game to get the win. Zach, what's it going to take to kind of exercise these demons of the first five weeks? you got a mini-buy, chance to reset. You've got $76 million on injured reserve right now or and or pup list more than any other team in the league. How do they respond? I don't know how they're going to respond. You never really can tell with this Broncos team. They're so Jekyll and Hyde. I've picked them to win the last few weeks, and they've let me down against the Raiders and the Colts. But one way they get back on track, especially with Russ being hurt, is running the football. This Chargers defense cannot stop a nosebleed, Chad. They're ranked 25th in the NFL in run defense. They're surrendering a little over 130 yards on the ground per game. I want to see a lot of Latavius Murray. And I hate to say it, I want to see even Melvin Gordon. I want to see them run the rock consistently, get into the end zone, let the defense take care of the rest from there. But if they come out with the same ineptitude they showed against the Colts, it is going to be a long night at SoFi Field. Here's what I want to see. How do you respond? How do you get back on the horse? You need Russell Wilson to be the guy that gets back on the horse. You need him playing at the level that he should be playing. Is that going to come against the Chargers? uh, Possibly. I, like Zach said, the problem is we thought that the days of of flip a coin in terms of knowing what to expect from the Broncos on a given game day were over, but apparently they're not. So I'm not going to cut off my nose to spite my face here and give you a, a freezing cold take or a, a take that will be viewed freezing cold, Zach, you know, a week from now. But I will say if Russell Wilson responds and and gives us even a slight version of the guy that he's been the last 10 years, Broncos are going to be just fine. Trust on that. Sam Bam. Uh, evening, guys. Thank you, bro. By the way, very generous of you. He says, evening, guys. I truly think the Broncos can pull an upset Monday night, still turn this season around, and salvage a playoff season. So far, the defense and special teams have been good. Just need Russ and the offense to get fixed. Go Broncos. Well said, Sam. If the Broncos get the version of Russell Wilson that he showed against the Raiders, they have a chance to win. They probably will win because I have faith in the defense containing Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense. But if they get the Colt version of Russell Wilson, obviously it is going to be another loss for this team. And a two and four, you wonder if the season would be over by that point, three losses in a row. It is as even Justin Simmons admitted today, a must win game for these Broncos. Actually, Scott says those Bears uniforms remind him of the Bengals, old Bengals. That's what I thought when I first turned it on. <clears throat> Looks like a version of Cincinnati and Chicago. What are you thinking? Yes, by the way, I agree with everything that you just said. The Broncos, man, they they just – what do we talk about? We're, we're, I, I hate bringing up the cliches because we're coming out of a, a period, Zach, a spell where there was so much optimism for this team with the arrival of Russ, and then they've been so – dejected in in their disappointment that I don't want to irritate people but I'll tell you that we know a franchise quarterback is the tide that raises all ships right so we need Russ to be that tight if Russ just gets back to being Russ everything else is going to be okay the defense is still good enough and has enough talent still to get out there and wreck shop you've still got enough around you at the skill positions You'll be held back at times by the coaching and the play calling. That's going to be an issue uh, because Nathaniel Hackett, that's one thing I, I'm pretty close to being able to say definitively, ain't it. But I digress a little bit on that front. Zeus, what's up, brother? Happy belated birthday to you, by the way. The uh, first face etched. If you peer up through the clouds to MHH Mount Rushmore, that's the first one you're going to see from our Super Chat superstars. Hell, dude, it's so great to see you, Stu. Hope you're doing well. Zeus! 
Yeah, I appreciate you, Stu. Good seeing you. You are the OG of this uh, podcast. And you know what? Just to pick up on what you said, Chad, I think it's really pathetic that we have to already admit the Broncos are going to be held back by Nathaniel Hackett. The fact that it's a given, it's a guarantee. They have to just win in spite of their coach who they hired to win football games and develop this quarterback or any quarterback. I think it's truly sad. And just when you think we're out, they pull us back into that <laughs> that five-year stretch of ineptitude. And I'm just so tired of being there. I want off this ride so bad, but it just won't stop. Zach Kelberman getting his Silvio Dante on, who was then himself getting his Al Pacino on, right? right? Uh, the Duchess, so generous. Love Thank you, Michaela. You. I don't know what we do without you, my friend. Thank you. She says, will will be, pardon me, will we be losing valuable sleep on Monday or not? Hope not. Uh, for not. I don't know, dude. What do you think, Zach? I, we haven't, uh, it's Thursday night. Tomorrow, the official Mile High Huddle Roundtable will come out. I'm still kind of marinating on my kind of my view of this game. How are you seeing things? I've tried to be positive. I've gone against my my inner, uh, you know, machinations of, of what I, I see this team as. And I can't be positive for the sake of being positive. I want to be realistic. Pragmatic, I don't, yeah. I don't know how I feel about this game. I feel like the Broncos don't stand much of a chance because the Chargers are just picking up steam right now. They had a nice victory last week. And how could you trust Russell Wilson? How could you trust Hackett? How could you trust most facets of this team considering what they showed you the last couple of weeks? So we'll be up for the game. We'll be potting right after it. I, I hope it's a victory, but I'm not expecting it like I, I was the last couple of weeks. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I This is the kind of uh, flux critical turning point moment for the Broncos. So they're either going to recognize the gravity of this situation of it's it's now or never. Like if we don't step up now, we're not going to be able to over even if we get better as the year progresses if we don't step up now i mean even the the now famous zach richard sherman and marshawn lynch podcast conversation so lynch was on sherman's podcast um and you could hear marshawn lynch truly being stunned at the level of criticism and blowback that russell wilson has received for these five games and especially that thursday nighter against the colts He's even Marshawn surprised. Now, it probably takes a lot to surprise a, a cat like Marshawn Lynch, and yet he is. And so my point here, Zach, as I digress a little, is that if the Broncos don't capitalize on the 10-day opportunity, this 10-day break, this mini-buy, to self do a little self-scout tweaking, figure out what's going on, get as healthy as you can get, if they don't make the most of this now and go get a win on Monday night and they fall to 2-4, and four, then – even though mathematically it's not going to be over for them, it's over, and they know it. And Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, their powers combined, if they don't maximize this pivotal moment, Zach, I don't think it'll be enough to – because it's not just their whatever shortcomings they're dealing with internally. Now they've got this tidal wave, Zach, of outside noise, and that makes it even harder to stay on point and not be distracted. The noise is increasing because they're on primetime so often and losing on primetime more often than not. I wish the Broncos just had a game if they're going to lose, lose on Sunday afternoon. But 11 days rest they had between Thursday and Monday. Really no excuse not to write the ship a little bit, but you look at the Broncos injury report and that's still the number one thing. Not the quarterback play, not the coaching. It's the injuries the Broncos will have to overcome. Today they listed 18 players, 18 players on their injury report, most of whom were limited. So 
it's a war of attrition. And I think the Broncos are losing that war right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. My short key commands weren't working. That pisses me off. I I mute my microphone in between. You want to know why? I'll tell you guys some inside baseball because you don't want to hear me doing stuff like this. So I mute when I'm not talking. All right. Plus on the odd chance that a dog barks in the, in the distance, I do have three dogs. Wero, dude. Great to see you. Thank you for the super chat. He says, I didn't expect to make the playoffs, but I do expect to get better each game. We're only five games in Nick Wright went in on Russ though. As expected. Yeah, of course he's going to people like Nick Wright. I don't know this man personally, but he strikes me as the type of guy uh, who relishes the opportunity to kick a man when he's down. What does that say about him? You do the math. Typical Chiefs fan, Nick Ray. I don't really care what he says, uh, but Hueto, you know, this is where I disagree with you. I did expect playoffs, and I think Chad did as well. Most of us did, because you bring in a new head coach, all that excitement. You bring in the $70 million free agents like Randy Gregory, and of course, the $250 million quarterback in Russell Wilson. How could you not with the defense that was already in place? They won seven games under Fangio. We thought they would add three or four more wins at least with Hackett and Russell Wilson. So the fact that now the barometer is lowered to what an eight and nine or nine and eight season to me, that's very disappointing. Barney Fubble in the house. What's going on, Barney? One of my favorite names. 
in the MHH community. Very generous of you, my friend. He says, my panic level, it's a 9.5, Zach. Are, are you that close to like full-blown panic where it's a 9.5? So it's like you're swaying and the, and the breeze could shift ever so slightly and you're officially over the edge to full-blown full on panic. I mean, I was like a three before the Colts game, and now I'm like a six and a half. If they lose on Monday night to the Chargers, if they get embarrassed in primetime, it's going to be about a nine and a half right there with Barney as well. How, how much more faith can you continue having in this team that literally can't score a touchdown with, a, again, a, a quarter-billion-dollar quarterback? It's, it's sad. Yeah, I won't panic if it's a loss. But, again, we, we – we got to come back to the topic of, you know, the the degrees and, and the complexion these games take on. Zach, if it's a shootout and the Broncos come up short, people will be relieved. They'll be like, okay, all right, we lost. We're two and four. This sucks, but we're still not that far off of where Peyton started his first year or whatever. That's the rationale. But if you get blown out or you come out and Russ sucks again, I'm telling you, then, then yeah, it's panic. If, if it's that again – after a 10-day rest, Zach, I know the Chargers are a quality opponent, okay? The, the L.A. Chargers are a quality opponent, all right? But if the Broncos don't just handle their business, they're not going to be able to overcome. If they don't play – I said it earlier. If they don't show that they are self-aware of what's going on right now and that they took the 10 days to get back on track, then – they're not going to be able to overcome the external din that will be non never ending. Greg, good to see you, bro. 11 days between Thursday and Monday. It's an extra day the way they were scheduled. So they have a break in that department as well. There's really no excuse not to at least be competent on Monday night football, but here's where the problem lies. Even if the Broncos defense holds Herbert and the chargers to, you know, 17, 20 points right now, the Broncos rank 30th in third down percentage, 31st in points per game and 32nd dead last in red zone percentage. Those numbers have to improve. They can't rely on field goals. So they have to at least up their game by two. They have to score 15, 16 points, 17 points to even have a chance in this one. And again, considering how they've played, how they've coached, how much confidence can you have in them in doing that? I don't know. It's hard to at this stage. It really is. George, thank you for being with us tonight, big dog. We love seeing our Facebook community. It's great to see a, one of our, our major supporters, George. He says, do you think the couch? Coach. The, do you think the coach lets Russ change the play? Zach, you do this in At this point, this a lazy boy would probably be better than Nathaniel Hackett anyway, but do you think the coach would let Russ change the play, uh, the coach's calls that could be some of the problem? Basically, yeah. can Russ audible? Does he have freedom to audible? He helped design this playbook with Hackett. It's pretty much Co-authored, right? Co-authored. It's his offense. So that excuse goes out the window. He has complete freedom to change the play audible, whatever. And at first he was even scared to run. They had to remind him, hey, Russ, you have legs that work. Why not run and make some yards for us? So that's already a given. If he wants to have a different play at the line, he can have a different play. But can he get the ball to the open receiver? That's what I question. Yeah. Um, Dave, good to see you, my friend. Drifting from anger to apathy. I feel you. I feel you. Apathy. That's the worst thing. That's the worst thing I think that can happen is a fan base to truly just become apathetic. But, And yet, amidst, Zach, all these deep, dark six years and a quarter season now, the fans keep showing up. 
you know, they keep reading our blogs. Uh, it looks like we got a spammer in there. I'm sure you see that, Scott. Um, they keep reading our blogs. They keep listening to the pods and joining us in these conversations. And better yet, Zach, they still sell out the game. Now, you know, you're going to get the however many that don't show up. and they, But the games, the tickets themselves are sold out. At what point, what does it take, do you think, for Broncos country, the most diehard faithful, I think the best fan base in the NFL, to finally say, adios. Why should they continue showing up? Why spend their hard-earned money, giving their time away, valuable time and energy on a Sunday afternoon, for example, to a team that for another year, yet another season, they're showing up and underperforming and just going to be a, another basement-dwelling season in the AFC West. I don't, I don't um, fault any fan that went from anger to apathy. It's the opposite of love. You know, if you've been in enough relationships, you learn that it's in life or football, whatever. The opposite of love is not hate. It's apathy. Hate involves emotion still. When you have apathy, you have zero emotion. And how could you? Ever since Peyton Manning retired, this carousel of quarterbacks, the losing seasons, the failed head coaches, we all thought that was coming to an end. Was the joke on us? I still think Russ is going to be fine, guys. In the final analysis, when we look back through the lens of history in the future, this season might not end up being that playoff year of redemption for the Broncos. But I think Russ is – I don't think he's washed. I think it's just a weird confluence of events. The stars have aligned in the worst possible way for fans to get the worst possible version of Russell Wilson. Even his teammates, Lynch, Marshawn Lynch, Richard Sherman, they're surprised at what they're seeing. Like They know this is not Russell Wilson. And it was interesting, by the way, Lawrence says, at what point is this league going to start switching out primetime games, our primetime game? In other words, pulling Denver off primetime. How many would we have in the bag now? One, three. two, three. Three of them, right? So there's two left. One's this on Christmas. I don't know if that can get flexed or not. So this will be the fourth. So they'll only have one more after the Chargers game, and it'll be deep, deep, late, late into the season. And, Zach, that's part of what's made the upswell of negativity in the national conversation so extreme is in five weeks, first five weeks of the season, NFL national perspective got to see the Broncos three times in five weeks. I mean, that's a heavy dose when what you're being served up by way of medicine is a world of suck. And isn't the fourth one against Kansas City, the, the Broncos at Denver, in uh, whatever it is, yep. late November, December? Yep. Yeah, if, if the Broncos are not good and the Chiefs are running away with the West, they're going to flex that game out of primetime, and they should. I saw a joke on Twitter uh, during the Colts game where it was like after – I think it was Robert Griffin, the third of all people, who said, after watching this game, we should all get a free year of Am Amazon Prime. They're just a punchline right now, but it's up to them to change that. If they keep losing and can't score touchdowns and look totally inept, they deserve the criticism. If they want to shut it up, win on Monday night. Win on Monday night. The Duchess, thank you, my friend. She says, lack of adjustments concerning. Why not make changes to the O-line since it's been so bad? That's a great question. We don't know. I mean, it literally can't get much worse than what you've already got at center. But Cushionberry is this season the worst center in the in the game. Like there is none worse than Lloyd. So what do you have to lose? I think Zach, it becomes one of those devil you know situations where coaches it, they they hold that here's our starting lineup thing that they open the season with to be sacrosanct and sort of violate that outside of the injury bug affecting the equation. It's, it's You just don't see it that often, and I think it's dumb. 
Uh, you're going to have one change at left tackle, obviously, Calvin Anderson taking over for Garrett Bowles. But today... Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dalton Reisner popped up on the injury report with a back injury, back spasms or whatever. So I don't know if he's going to play what his status is. It probably would be addition by subtraction, taking Reisner out of the lineup. This offensive line has been capital B bad all the way down the line from Bowles to Cameron Fleming. They have not been good at all. I like to see some Natani Moody in there. I'd love to see uh, Quinn Miners come back. I'd love to see the the fable, the myth known as Billy Turner finally suit up for a game to see if he holds up for a quarter or a series. I mean, they can make some changes, but like Chad said, pride, ego, and um, stubbornness, status quo, tend to set in at this time of the year. Phil, one of our great mavens of the community on Facebook. Appreciate you, big dog. He says, Good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. I it's I always still have a hard time. I know we're football priests and everything here, but I was I'm so used to Scott as like uh, boss slash mentor to call him the Deacon. I I just I have a hard time with that. Scott was my boss, our boss in many ways, uh, for almost the entire existence of MHH as a network executive on the networks that our site has been on. Until he said, nah, I'm done with that. I want to get into content. And here he is with us now. So I still feel kind of weird saying Deacon Scott. By all means, Phil, you say what you want to say. I don't know if Scott has sanctioned this or not, or if he's kind of just maybe blown over it like, eh, whatever. But it's all good. Holding the faith, says Phil. Really got to play good against the Chargers to earn any respect. Yeah, buddy. They really have to. No one respects the Broncos right now. Russell Wilson is getting pilloried, Zach, eviscerated lampooned the only way to stop that is to show them what's up you got to really go out there and just get back to being the russ we've known for 10 years yeah i think the intelligent football analyst would realize the defense is playing pretty good so they have some modicum of respect bradley chubb patrick sertan for example caden Stearns last week he was by the way the highest graded player in the nfl offense and defense according to pff 93.5 rating for caden Stearns. hopefully as an aside, I hope he starts opposite Simmons and get K-Jack off the field. But you wonder, even if Russ throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns, would people, naysayers, still say, oh, well, he got one, it's luck. You know, it's not going to be the trend. He, You know, it was it was a lucky performance. He won't win in any situation, but it doesn't matter. He has to go out there and show that he's at least worth half, half of that $250 million. Play like a $125 million quarterback, and that would be a step up. Cristiano down in brazil what's going on representing and proving that broncos country is not a geographic location it's a state of being baby it's wherever you are and that's where cristiano is good to see you my friend thank you for the super chat he says evening guys trust the offense to bring it this week in crunch time 
You guys expect more under center, inside runs, play action, get Russ going with some easy reads, please. Here's the problem. I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett to even, like, lick his finger, put it in the air, and tell you which way the wind is blowing at this point. Like, I, he, I have lost all confidence in Hackett. The only confidence I have in him being the head coach, Zach, is that somewhere along the way he convinced a very football-savvy GM by the name of George Payton that he was the right guy for the job. So that's literally the only thing I'm hanging on right now because nothing, not one thing, Nathaniel Hackett has shown me through five games and an entire offseason training camp and, and summer um, has encouraged me that he's the right guy. So, But back to his point, Zach, about what kind of plays to suits Russ. Like, Are we going to see some, you think, more um, being aware of what Russ can do for you and getting getting away from this round peg square hole kind of thing? Like you said, I mean, I, I the, the original question was giving Hackett a little too much credit, in my opinion, because Hackett has not shown a proclivity to adjust to Russell Wilson's strengths and play into that. It's pretty sad that a, that a fan of the team can see, an analyst of the team can see what they should be doing with their, once again, quarter-billion-dollar quarterback, and they're not doing it. Instead, they'll run on every first down, fourth and one being shotgun with four or five wide. <laughs> it, it's just it's, – it's, it's insanity. It's the same thing every week with no different result. Um, Wero, thank you, dude. Number two for the night, you're the man. He says, when is Arch Manning available to draft? LOL. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a coveted prospect. I get what you're saying here. I'm not ready to uh, – Throwing the towel on Russell Wilson. I don't think he's washed. Uh, Albert Knopper's in the house. What's going on, bro? One of our talk about community mavens right here. This is a Mount Rushmore MHHer in the flesh. Albert Knopper says, love you all at a rehearsal for a musical called Savior of the World. I wonder what that might be about. That sounds rad, dude. Will you take care of that? Enjoy. We'll talk to you, I'm sure, another another night, my friend. Give our best to the missus. Um, Alonzo. What's all, what's going on, bro? Alonzo 96ification. Sorry, guys. It's my fault. I prayed to the football gods for the Broncos to win Super Bowl 50, even if it meant we never made the playoffs again. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are like, I wonder if John Elway maybe like sold his soul to win Super Bowl 50 and this was the price that had to be paid. But I get what you're saying. Let not your hearts be more troubled than they are now. Like, just kind of go neutral like Russell Wilson. All right. Embrace the neutral mindset. And you already kind of know what the worst is. And it might be the worst the rest of this year. It might be like this all year long. And so if you expect the worst and hope for the best, it's a lot easier to not be, I'm using some double negatives and whatnot here, but it's a lot easier to not be disappointed. Well, there's my out. Cause I thought I cursed the team after starting to cover them after the super bowl and, here I am all along. It's been Alonzo's fault. So we appreciate you owning up to that. I don't know what it really, really is. You know, there is that theory that Elway sold his soul to the devil for SB 50. I don't believe in that, but they just can't get it right. It seems like it's another year until they attempt to do so. Ben Wallman. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you on Facebook. Love our Facebook community here at MHH. Scott, I'm grabbing this one here from the Lord of Liberty. He says, love you, Chad, but you believed in Drew Locke until the bitter end. Different conversation here. I never said that for, that Drew Locke is a franchise quarterback. I never said that uh, Drew Locke is one of the greatest of all time. I have said that about Russell Wilson. So we're, these are two different conversations. thing you're missing here, Lord of Liberty, is I'm a generally optimistic guy. So the kind of takes you're going to get from me 
I'm, I, of course, I'm going to try and keep one foot grounded in the world of realism here, right? But I'm always going to take an optimistic view of things. And with Drew Locke, hey, I had a lot of the tools. George Payton said a lot of the, every tool that you want. Now I get it, GM speak, all that stuff. But point is, you can't even compare the Drew Locke question, I think, Zach, to what's going on with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a proven winner. In fact, I'm going to bring up here, um, I'm going to serve this back to you, Zach, and while you are responding to this notion that yeah. of supporting Drew to the to the bitter end, I'm going to bring up these uh, this article from Thomas Hall, which is interesting. Well, I got your back, Chad. I was a very vocal proponent of Drew Locke as well. I, I thought he got a raw deal in Denver. I was excited to see what he can do in Seattle. And yeah, we never said he was a franchise quarterback or um, he should be the long-term answer. We both thought he could be, that there was promise and upside and potential there. And we still don't really know what that may be, the extent of it. So I'm right there with Chad as well. I'm not going to regret how I felt about Drew Locke. He was the starting quarterback. He was the best option at one time, but he's no longer on the team. All we have to do is talk about the new number three, which is Russell Wilson. Let him hate, okay? That's now, right. listen, when it comes to this Thomas Hall article, and I'm sure he'll get even more into it tomorrow morning for uh, the Legends of Mile High podcast, but I'm going to quote him for a second here, Zach. Bear with me. He says, quote, first, Wilson has proven, by the way, he's saying he's he is an elite quarterback and he's not washed up he, despite the struggles. How do we know this quote? First, Wilson has proven that he's an elite quarterback. Since 1960, all right, if you take the top 400 quarterback seasons of all time, right, the most prolific quarterback seasons of all time, right, those top 400, there have only been 36 quarterbacks that have had at least four top 400 type seasons, all right, adjusted for era. And Russell Wilson, well, only 36 QBs have ever achieved that feat, having four top 400 seasons out of approximately 1,600 signal callers who qualified for this analysis. Those 36 quarterbacks who have at least four seasons in the top 400 uh, are the elite of the elite. And Wilson is one of those players, okay? One of only 36 since 1960. Then he goes through and explains some other things and, and whatnot. But, Zach, before I get to his kind of his bottom line here on the, on the article, how much does that matter to you in this moment? Zero. No offense to Tom Hall. Great article. Uh, great mind when it comes to football. But – it's Russell Wilson playing in the year 2022. You know, everything else is thrown out the window. He has to show Chad that he's the same quarterback that he was as is laid out right there. And he hasn't shown that not even close to that through five weeks. And until he does, we just have to assume that the Broncos got, I don't want to say a lemon, but they got a little duped on the level of quarterback that Russell Wilson is going on 34. Dave Glassman. Thank you for the super chat, bros. As the Facebook stars are suffering from inflation. Golly, that's the last thing we need after everything else. Um, I agree to a point with you, Zach, in the sense that the NFL is a production-based business, and it's very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type business. But I do, I do think that there is there are things you can draw from in the historical record, especially when you talk about body of work, um, to kind of sketch and project ahead um, a, a perhaps better idea of what to expect with a given player. It's no guarantee. Don't get me wrong. Wero again, thank you, bro. He says, I believe in Russ, but in three years, it would be good to draft someone behind him, especially the man who destroyed his uncle in Super Bowl 48, LOL. 
Yeah, right. Okay, I feel you now. I feel you. Thank you, buddy. Hang tight on that thought. Zach, I want to I want to uh, grab this bottom line here, all right, what it means for Wilson. So he says, why is all this in, important to understand when it comes to Wilson's future? First of all, his elite status is well-established. It's highly unlikely that he is all of a sudden washed up. Most players who called it quits early, and he lists them in a big, long thing here, uh, were doing so due to significant injuries. Second, Wilson will likely have multiple seasons that could fall into the top four, uh, top 400 of all time after coming to Denver. Finally, he has not suffered significant injuries in his career, the type that would hasten his decline. So he goes on to talk about Zach Howe. Last year was his first real injury. All right. And then he brings up how contributing to the Wilson issue is the Broncos are amongst the NFL leaders in drop passes, et cetera. So there's you know, kind of takes a takes a village type thing to torpedo the uh, an elite franchise quarterback, which to an an extent I can understand and agree with. But here's the last thing, and then I'm serving it back. Bottom line: Wilson is not in decline due to age or injuries at this point in his career. He's struggling, but it isn't physical. Wilson is more likely to produce multiple great seasons before he retires than he has a rapid drop-off. He needs to find his rhythm, and the rest of the Broncos' offense must do its part. And if he, if that happens, we will all witness a large turnaround and a lot of crows that will be eaten. Well, if you can show me elite in the stat column, I'll show you a unicorn chilling with the Loch Ness Monster chat. It means nothing. You know, his stature and his credentials and his resume – before this season means nothing this season. The Seattle version of Russell Wilson means nothing to the current iteration of Russ. And in terms of injuries, he had one last year. He has another one this year right now. It's his shoulder, lat, whatever. That's not good as the Bears. Of course, it's Khalil Herbert, not David Montgomery, who I have in fantasy. It's not good for a 34-year-old quarterback to have a throwing shoulder injury when you can argue maybe his body's a little bit on the decline. Father Time's undefeated, Chad. He doesn't look like he has the same movement he did in Seattle. I mean, he was tentative to use his legs. I agree with Thomas about one thing, though. The biggest hurdle plaguing Russell Wilson right now is not his shoulder, his legs, whatever. It's his brain. It's between the ears. It's the mental. He is struggling with something off the field, on the field. He's not the same player. He's lacking confidence. He's lacking fire. It's just not him. This is a true fan, dude going so far in an effort to exercise what demons are currently haunting Russell Wilson. Keisha Goki TV, longtime member of this community. He's actually at the Stanley Hotel doing the ghost tour, trying to encounter these things so that he can rip them from the Denver Broncos zeitgeist and get everybody out of this uh, infestation. Okay, good to see you, buddy. Thank you. If you Enjoy see the, jo- the ghost of Joe Flacco, let us know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Luis, thank you, buddy. Very generous of you. He says, I'm going to Monday Night Football, hoping that it goes the way the Dallas game went last year, which he attended. I think it's going to take a big game or a coaching change to get things going. I still believe in Russ, not hack it. Or he's saying, still believe in Russ, not hack it. Go Broncos and go Padres, he says. Zach, is it going to take a coaching change to get things going? It didn't for that Dallas game last year. That was the highlight of Vic Fangio's tenure in Denver. They just were up for that game. Everyone uh, raised their level of play, and it seems like except for the defense, no one on offense wants to do that. And it's incumbent on the quarterback, the leader, the captain, the field general to make everyone else better around him, but he can't even make himself better right now. And that's the problem. Until he does, status quo. 
All right, let's uh, before we lose all of our time here, um, we'll grab Damian super chat, and then I just want to do a quick rundown of the the roster chain roster moves that have been made this week for those who need to be apprised of it. Damian Clark Warren been with us a long time, very generous super chat. You to man, thank you, bud. So stay the course. We do have a real defense. Russ is the best play action quarterback, so let the running game do its thing, so that he can do his thing. But you have to admit that Fangio is better than Hackett in some ways. Yes, I would agree with that. But uh, what ways? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't lose Zach all confidence in Vic Fangio five games into his tenure, for what it's worth. So maybe I. How do you argue with that? I don't know. I mean, the Broncos' defense is playing right now. I think better than most times in the Fangio era, and he never got his players up. He never had the players pumped and intense. He never uh, cared about the offense. He was biased toward his one of his quarterbacks. I don't agree with that right now. Hackett's struggling for sure, but you have to judge every coach on their own merits or lack thereof. Let's give Nathaniel Hackett a little time, not compare five games to three years under Fangio. Dave says, we'll win on Monday because we're not supposed to. Yeah, this team, that's another thing. Good point, Dave. When they're favored, man, they, they just don't do well. But when they're the underdog, then then that's when they play. It's another sign of a team still figuring out its identity, still doing some collective soul-searching. Michael Ronquillo, by the way, happy belated birthday. Michael turned the big for oh Yesterday, I want to say it was. It might have been today. I think it was yesterday. So happy birthday, big dog. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Broncos country, for the birthday wishes. Yesterday on my birthday, it's meant a lot to me. Uh, Bron- go Broncos, win, lose, and forever through good times and bad. That's a good That's a good uh, attitude to take, my friend. And happy belated. Happy birthday, Michael, for sure. Belated birthday. Uh, one of the pinnacle members of our community. Yep. But I want to highlight this comment because we just pulled up Michael from Ton. You only post the ones that put up supers. No, we, we've addressed like several Facebook and, and YouTube and Twitch questions. It doesn't have to be that way. I hate that misconception. Rant over. Um, Zach, really quick. Let's get to some of these uh, roster moves because yeah. we'll end up running out of time. And then the whole episode we titled it around, we'll have not gotten to it in content. So. Uh, first things first, Zach, the Broncos, I know we've already talked about the fact that they needed to uh, sign a a new uh, long snapper, but who's this guy they signed earlier this week to serve as the long snapper? I have to actually pull it up. It, they signed two. They signed John Fortunato and Mitchell Frabroni. Frabroni. One, one, one to the 53, though, and one to the squad. No, right? both on the practice squad right now, and they're going to have a competition. Whoever is better is going to get elevated before Monday's game. That's the reported deal right now. So I can't tell you too much. They snap the ball deeper than most other people snap the ball in the NFL. <laughs> Hopefully they're a little more consistent than Boban Meyer, who, who snaps were high, were erratic. He wasn't that good as the long snapper. So he's no Casey Kreider, put it that way. Boban Meyer also has a very vocally supportive um dad who once came at me on twitter god bless you if you're listening right now i I probably would be the same way if my kid was a long snapper in the league but we we said something about a bad snap he had and and he didn't like that but i'm rooting for bobin moyer for what it's worth i want this dude to get healthy and bounce back because for the most part jacob bobin moyer replacing pro bowler casey Kreider uh has been the kind of what you want from long snapper a set and forget situation Zach Broncos also bringing back Justin Simmons, the rookie third round tight end, Greg Dulcich, and Michael O.J. Mudia 
for injured reserve from injured reserve. So what that means though is they got a two week window, right, to see what's up. Three week, yeah, twenty one day window to uh, activate right. them to the fifty three, and if they don't, they're going to be on IR for the rest of the year. But it seems like the plan is to activate at least two of them: uh, Simmons and Ojemudia. They're taking a wait and see approach with Dulcich. Ojemudia is a toss away for me. I don't think he's that good to begin with. I want to see more Damari Mathis, especially Mathis. bro. After what we saw from him this summer in the preseason before he got hurt. Jag. I was never a fan of his, and I'm still not. So uh, I hope to see Tamari Mathis ball out on Monday night. Dulcich, though, if he plays, could really help out this offense. They need that safety blanket because Alberto shaping up to be a bust. Tomlinson, Saubert, Beck, they're all Jags. They need Dulcich's draft pedigree to start helping out a little bit, and obviously getting the pro bowler back in Justin Simmons is a big boost for that back end, and I hope to see Caden Stearns retain his starting spot opposite Simmons and sit down Kareem Jackson or make him a third safety hybrid linebacker. He has whiffed on way too many tackles this year. By the way, what did you think of Russell Wilson quoting Winston Churchill on Twitter the other day saying, if you're going through hell, keep going, right? What were your thoughts on that? So he's admitting the Broncos are in hell right now with two and three. Or at least that he is. It's just more of Russell Wilson's you know, ways. That's what he does. He goes on social media and he spouts off these quotes or uh, Bible verses and to each their own freedom of speech. God bless America, all that. But I don't want to talk about it. I want to be about it. You know, don't tell me, show me on game day, go be better and pull yourself and the Broncos out of hell, at least get to purgatory. And and then we'll work our way up to heaven from there, but get out of hell on Monday night. That'll be a good start. Dude, I'm suddenly reminded once again of Polly Walnuts and Christopher, right? When Chris gets Three made. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, guys. I've been binging on Sopranos lately, and I've been a fan of Sopranos since it was still playing live in the in the late 90s when it came out. But i just been binging, and Zach's probably the only other massive Sopranos fan I know personally. Everyone else is kind of take it or leave it. So we like to uh, nerd out from time to time. But Zach, Trinity Benson back in the house. Mm -hmm. Tell people about this one. This is a pretty good uh, move on Peyton's part. He traded Benson to the Lions in 2021 for, I think, fifth and seventh round draft picks and and gave him a sixth as well, all to re-sign him back to the practice squad a year later. So that was a good move. And one of those picks turned into – Delarin Turner yelled the safety who they drafted. He's on the practice squad right now. He's the only receiver on the practice squad with Kendall Hinton getting promoted full-time to the 53 because he used up his three practice squad activations. I know it's confusing. It's the NFL rules are very, very complex and uh, not easy to understand, but Benson is back. Kendall's on the fi- Kendall Hinton's on the 53 and they have seven receivers now, Chad, on the active roster. Hey, it's uh, hell-bent for breakfast here. Like, let's get – Chris, what's up, bro? Let's get Russell every tool he could conceivably need. Uh, love you, Chris. Another Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstar. We got to hang out uh, and meet in person for the first time last month, and that was really fun, meeting you in, in the flesh and your great wife. So thank you for the stars, big dog. Great to see you. I think that covers the uh, transactions, though, but it has been a lot going on. I think – the return, Zach, of Justin Simmons can't be slept on because, of course, he's a leader. You look at the stadium, all right? You drive down Denver, you look at the stadium. There's two big, massive images right out front, the south stands, you know, at main entrance. Left hand, Russell Wilson, 
Right hand, it's Justin Simmons. Those are your two team leaders. Those are your two featured players. One of them's not been there this entire time with the exception of the Seattle game, and he was hurt through most of it. And you're getting him back. And Simmons, the caliber of leader he is, Zach, and the caliber of player he is, what kind of impact can it have on this team at this critical juncture? Huge. And especially when they're going up against a Chargers team, regardless of Keenan Allen, they have Mike Williams, who's a big-bodied, he's a better version of Tim Patrick. And you're going to probably have to double him with Ronald Darby out. Put PS2 on him or bracket him with Mathis and Justin Simmons. It's going to help out the team a lot. Also, from a, a leadership standpoint, Chad, being the face of the franchise on the defense anyway, like you said, that's going to help out the morale of the team, I think. But just keeping Caden Stearns on the field, that athletic combination of Stearns and Simmons, to me, is so much more appealing than Simmons and Kareem Jackson. Hopefully, Ajiro Evero uh, continues that. Scott, I'm going to grab Cristiano here, and then there's one from Todd at 6.53 I want to get next, and then we're going to say goodnight for tonight. We're going to keep it a little bit tight. Cristiano says, Zach, any chance Broncos line Dulcich out wide? Put one more big target for Russ on the field. Lots of tight end targets to replace, of course, the Tim Patrick presence. I don't care where they play him. They just have to play him, and he has to be healthy enough to play. And it seems like it's trending where anything you get out of Dulcich this year would be a bonus. It seems like it could be a redshirt year for him. They're taking an extremely safer and not sorry approach with that uh, hamstring injury, which do linger and you want him at 100%. But any sort of over-the-middle weapon or red zone weapon, obviously helping out this 32nd-ranked red zone offense, would be a boost. But you can't really compare anyone, especially a rookie tight end, to someone as consistent and reliable as Tim Patrick. His loss hurts more than any other loss, Garrett Bowles, Javante Williams included. Um, Todd Ostendorf, great to see you, buddy. He says, Russell Wilson is not a pocket quarterback. He needs to move the pocket around. He can still run, so take advantage of those strengths. I feel you. We were screaming about that, and then he got hurt, and now he's like, you kind of feel like an a-hole because you're like, let Russ get out of the pocket and do his thing. Russ, why are you doing that? And then he gets hurt, and it's like, all of a sudden validating all of Nathaniel Hackett's um, hyper sensitivity to the the risk of football, but it is football. And while you've got him, Zach, use him to the best of his ability. That's a big part of his ability. That's what made him an elite quarterback for what it's worth. I'm not trying to take anything away from Russ's ability to win from the pocket. He's shown that when he's had to, when teams have taken that away from him, the, the legs, he can win from the pocket, but it's not his first thing. It's not what, made him what made Russell is that you never know type thing hard to get to elusive in the pocket and if he breaks it everybody reach for your uh, you know your vulnerable parts because something crazy is about to go down all right and if you, you remove that Zach at age 33 and a half almost 34 in November I guess uh, from the equation yeah you get a pedestrian version of what Russell Wilson could be you know what also made russell wilson historically in seattle two things a strong defense which he has in denver and also a solid running game he can lean on which he does not have in denver right now and it's so paramount the broncos finally get the running game going even without pookie i really want to see what latavius murray could do combined with melvin gordon and mike boone in that backfield again the chargers defense on the ground ranks 25th overall they are bleeding yardage if they can run the ball consistently and set up second and shorts not second and tens or second and nines it will help out russell wilson tremendously we need some of that knoppers energy on 
at Broncos HQ right now. We need some of that positivity and that uh, uh, the love. All right. Right back at you, Albert. Guys, we're out for tonight. All right. We're going to say good night for now. We're not going through the head-to-heads. We're not doing that because you get to see us Sunday night. We'll do it Sunday night. All right. We'll do our keys to victory and the head-to-heads and all that Sunday night. So Zach's going to do his thing. Yeah, we're off until Sunday night. Be sure to check out Legends of Mile High with Thomas Hall tomorrow morning and Dove Valley Deep Divers tomorrow night. But that was the MHH podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod, uh, the main account at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like you see Chad and I rocking right now, you know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com. Check that out. Get your merch on. And facebook.com slash pod. Like that page and follow that page. If you haven't, guys and gals, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that aforementioned merch each and every month. But as you see ticking below you, please sub, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight. Throwing down. We appreciate you helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. Chris Chances, Sam Bam, Stu, McPeak, Michaela, the Duchess Parker, Wero Vidal, Barney Fubble, Cristiano Roden, Alonzo 96ification, Dave Glassman, Keisha Gookie TV, my dog at the Stanley Hotel, Luis Cano, Damian Clark, Warren Plus, our great supporters on Facebook, Chris Hernandez, Phil McLaughlin, Ben Wallman, George Fox, and last but certainly not least, Lawrence Rivera. Much love and respect. Keep your chin up, Broncos country, all right? I don't think Russell Wilson's going to go out this way, all right? Queen. The queen and the hizzy. What's going on, Christy? We've missed you. Love you, Christy. Thank you so much for popping in here. Um, Hope you guys have a great start to your weekend. We'll see you Sunday night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.